Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today we have Dipesh Agarwal on the show. Dipesh is the co-founder and CEO of MoveInSync. MoveInSync is a company which provides transport management platform which is used to move people of an organization in, a, in an efficient manner. So hey Dipesh, great to have you on the show. Thank you Sunil. It's a pleasure being here. Awesome. So Dipesh, I gave like two line introduction about you and MoveInSync. So can you tell us more about yourself and uh, you know the 12 year journey of moving sing that we'll talk about in very detail but before that can you tell us more about yourself oh sure sure i actually started this yes it's a little over 11 years being an entrepreneur just a quick background before an entrepreneur i was this it's called i remember in in in, in the b school i joined it was called as a indian it mail iim So yeah I had been a software engineer in the tech sector worked for uh, Motorola uh, prior to starting the company and transportation was what I was working on so that's where kind of uh, my love and kind of passion for uh, the commute business which I now run uh, grew that's that's really interesting and so like what was like you know traveling back to 2009 like uh, you mentioned that you were working at Motorola in in the automotive or the transportation space yeah. so what kind of like what kind of gaps or did you see that you thought like there should be uh, a product or a company like Movin Singh which could you know fill the gap sure sure it sounds good actually i don't think so i was one of the one of the entrepreneurs who kind of saw some gap i'll i'll, I'll give you a quick brief on on the journey I think uh, what I wanted Sunil was that this was when when entrepreneurship was neither cool nor fashionable as as it is now and in fact I I had a big challenge uh, convincing my parents especially my mom uh, to do what I'm I'm doing it was surely not not one of the things which which grads from IIT or ISB do so it was surely uh, an uphill task but I think my reason for being an entrepreneur Sunil was that not really because i i was not un, i was unhappy at my job i think it was a good company a large mnc i had a nice uh, life with with cushion but frankly i felt that the indian ecosystem was changing and i did have one uh, one trip to isb to meet actually a very close friend of mine nakash who is actually the co-founder in the company his his wife was studying at isb and and it was just a short trip during the summers of 2007 and in in that uh, place in both in hyderabad and in and at isb i did happen to meet a lot of uh, entrepreneurs some uh-huh. of them establishing their businesses some of them making it happen and while if you if i tell you i started my journey in 98 with infosys which was very very small then and the founders of infosys were very closely associated like narayan murthy and nandan nilkani but mm-hmm. but i think back then in 98 i could never connect that i could also be an entrepreneur i always felt that these were the entrepreneurs or the guys who started the company and i am an employee and this is my job to do but uh, after 10 years when i went to isb when i met founders who were actually almost like me one of them also happened to be an extended family i think that kind of put this seed in my head or this uncanny notion in my head that why can't why can only be the likes of narayan murthy or nandan nilkani or those or those well established people probably entrepreneur just needs to be a very simple guy who probably tries something and i think this was kind of the fundamental thought which which triggered this whole 
concept and I quit my job for some reason because all this happened at ISB I kind of decided that maybe just being an engineer is not enough maybe there was some some notion which I had so I did my MBA right uh, after leaving my job at ISB and in 2009 uh, actually started uh, move in sync with Akash and I think the the, the whole journey trade tracks back not that I really knew what problem to solve uh, in the transport domain but because I had been a Bangalorean and I had seen all these problems of congestion and commute in Bangalore and maybe because of my exposure in Motorola at a, at a transport department I did feel that India we could do some kind of a commute or a transport solution and actually what I started back then 11 years back uh, Sunil was very different than what we do now it was a very simple carpool app which we made then but obviously with with the course of time and and with the normal entrepreneurial journey with with pivots and all that stuff which which I now recall I think that it took its due course to become like a large uh, SaaS enterprise of the country so yeah nice. and as you mentioned right like you didn't have any uh, like idea or you didn't see any gap that you wanted to fill and like you know most of the other startup founders do these days so like you know if you travel again back then like to 2009 you had no experience starting up was not cool you couldn't go out and ask for any advice like or any help right like as you can do now right the i mean the founder ecosystem and the vc and the investor ecosystem is so open that let's say you want to start up you can easily go talk to like hundreds of people in the ecosystem you can ask them you know what what needs to be done they can guide you and there are a lot of courses now and a lot of yeah. content basically yeah. a lot of knowledge yeah. that you can grab yeah. before you go and start up uh, which was not the case when you started up back in 2009 so what were some of the early challenges that you faced and what was your source of knowledge back then right you how did sure. you figure out what needs to be done and you know what's next uh, for the company Sure. So, so I think while I do agree that there's a lot of knowledge now, obviously without any denial podcasts like yours and, and many others, do get, but I think that entrepreneurial journey is fairly tough. And I think the most important part of it is, is kind of the mental resolute, if, if I were to say. So I think that that I think by, by, by both by determination as well as support from my, my wife, was, was surely there that I had decided that I'm going to be jobless, if, if I have to put it simply, without money, without job, trying to do something. So I think that uh, probably was the biggest plus point which, which I had. Uh, being a co-founder, somebody whom I had known for 10 years, back then I had we studied together, we got racked together, we got similar, similar thoughts, but fairly, I would say, complementary skills. Akash was quite a deep dive tech guy and and uh, while I was a techie, maybe my interests were also uh, driving business. And, and so I think there was a fair bit of complementary skills, which we learned. But frankly, what all of it added, Sunil, was that we did have a mission that we will solve a problem statement in the area. And we we're very open to learning how to solve it. So while we didn't have like a million dollar idea in our head, and actually, very frankly, we started what what everybody back then or even now in the commute sector does is probably starting a carpool app. Right. You, you see the traffic on the road, you figure out that people want to do carpooling and you do this. So I think we did start saying that we want to do this, but we were very, very open as entrepreneurs to figure out what people are trying to tell us. 
So I think what uh, we we started in Hyderabad and and we met met a lot of the enterprises close to Gachiboli, like Infosys, Wipro, uh, and many others, and we tried selling them this this pooling solution of ours. Mm-hmm. What we realized is that while people are taking interest, fundamentally back then I think maybe because of the ecosystem, because the smartphone penetration was low companies like uber ola and the whole concept of pooling was not there i think it was not very well accepted very not very well accepted concept but what we kind of tried doing it we kept meeting one company after the other trying pitching the solution and i think it was probably both the hard work as well as luck i i surely count that as an important factor that we we met a large company we told them that we've got this pooling solution and very simply they told us you know what the solution is great but while our employees might not be interested to use it in their individual cards but as a company we do have a cap pooling problem and i think that being very open sunil to listening to what the customer is saying while obviously you are determined as an entrepreneur and you do have belief i think led to this kind of while the thesis remained the same which was pooling or or sharing but i think we pivoted or moved from a consumer led approach to an enterprise led approach and i think this company which which happened to be google very very innovative and very open company later did become our first customer and and still happens to be our oldest uh, and and very closely associated customer so i think while while we didn't have all the knowledge pool we didn't have all the vc ecosystem and the startup ecosystem but i think the fundamentals of entrepreneurship that looking out to genuinely uh, solving a problem and being committed to the customer cause i think came in good stead that's really amazing and and i'm sure that you know you would have like definitely as you mentioned that you you pivoted you talked to your customers you're solving the problem and and you know you got you got a lot of let's say you got google as as onboarded as a customer and then you pivoted to let's say selling to enterprises right as compa- as compared yeah, to yeah. going to yeah. going behind uh, consumers which many yeah. other people w- were doing so was that the best best decision you took back in the days or uh, like you know was it something else so i think in hindsight sunil i think obviously it's it's very easy to argue any side of of the decision making tool but i think it it really the way the company is grown in in 10 years and i would also say that even back then sunil while we have a especially saas podcast surely enterprise saas was surely not cool in in 2010 and 2011 when we were talking i think later it's become cool so i think see i think whatever little i have learned in my entrepreneurial journey you shouldn't try to do what is cool maybe today something is cool tomorrow it might not be cool right today maybe uh, saas is cool in in india and in outside of india maybe i'm sure 5 years back i remember when when flipkart ola oyo were getting only the consumer companies were cool so i think for sure i totally understand that it was not cool back then it is surely becoming cooler uh, these days but i think what really i feel happy and proud is that we were solving a problem for for a, a set of people who, who and i felt basically coming to office was a very fundamental problem we were solving it, 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 it's a it's a service which people use every day at least 5 days in a week uh, to to something which which earns them bread and i think if we can make their commute experience a little more easier which is probably if you've read some of our reports and the average commute time of an average indian worker is around 1 hours one side i'm talking about the pre covid level so if because of a use of technology you can make it 
little better that is maybe you can reduce a few minutes you can make the experience a little uh, seamless and especially the other use case which we which we solve is around safety and security which is especially applicable to a lot of women workforce at night so i think the uh, i think sunil the, the the solution or whatever you are set out to do as an entrepreneur is generating value to your customers and your ecosystem because of which obviously they have a willingness to pay and and they keep paying i think is a fair indicator of what you've done uh, and and certainly which what i am proud of so really great yeah no this is really great so and and you know talking about scaling up so what were your plans back in the days doing uh, sort of a go to market strategy in india so suril i think one of the very important things which which i realized not very initially but later when i spoke to uh, a lot of the other uh, startup founders and especially the vcs is that i think there is a general notion that uh, people buying and paying for saas in india is is kind of the willingness to pay is low generally uh, we as indians are fairly price sensitive and and can you build Uh, large rr companies in india i think is uh, not very commonly heard of mm. so i think that was surely holding i think against us but frankly as an entrepreneur i don't think so that we we were building a, a company based upon somebody else's thesis i think the, the fundamentals were i think if if a large company like google feels value the employees are excited they love the technology i'm sure we are doing something right so i think we stuck to that uh but yes in our go to market strategy we did find out the basic concepts that they'll always be the early adopters so in our case because we were selling uh, a technology which was a niche technology especially to commute for for people to commute from home to office in in cabs and in buses so we found out that mostly tech companies that is especially it bpo companies would be the early adopters so after google we went to companies which were very 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 similar in nature large tech us tech companies like adobe microsoft citrix yeah. etc so that was i think the the one thing which we did then we moved our market segment and we figured out which are the other large employers of the country we obviously figured out that bfsi segment especially the banks which which run their large uh, global services center out of india like hsbc jp morgan and, and many of those barclays american express etc a lot of them have uh, workforce of millions and they surely value both safety and compliance at a very high level so i think that was the other segment which we thought and then obviously last but most important ones are the large employers of the country companies like pcs infosys wipro hcl etc so i think we kind of divided this go to market strategies into various customer uh, personas or customer segment and we went one after the other the other thing which i think we we really uh, tried doing is because we understood that who the buyer was the buyer was mostly a cfo or co or somebody who's who manages transport so we kind of looked at places where they where what they look at is cost more important to them safety more important to them and i think we we absolutely had an uphill task sunil to uh, because we were creating a product which was niche and which did not exist so i think we did have to do the market creation which which i think later obviously paid benefits but initially we had to do kind of papers which which knowledge sharing presentations we also kind of publish studies across the traffic volumes across the country which now has become a standard but i think back then it was kind of uh, new but eventually i think over time it paid off its benefits 
totally i mean it it's it's really great for you know and when you're in a position where you have to lead leave breadcrumbs to for, you know for others to follow i'm sure like many uh, other companies and you know many other people now would be referring to those things since you worked in creation of the category so i think it, it worked out for you as well in the end and it would de- definitely benefit you know other people and other companies who are you know serving the same sector so uh, sorry to interrupt it's uh, can i just add something else which came to my mind and i yeah, think yeah. this was uh, this was something i think uh, you, you know this is always a i wouldn't say a myth but it's a very established practice that uh, one of the things when we were trying to raise capital or even later is that oh you're doing a business in india do indian customers actually pay oh are you actually able to collect money so i think that's that's i think i'm trying to simplify it but kind of people have this little doubt that do we as indians and frankly i am on the other side of the table sometimes as well so i think yeah. that that i would say sunil i think we've been happy to say that we pro i think a lot of people let's say wrong saying that see frankly yes i admit as an indian i always want to see value for money ki yaar main jo kharch kar raha hu mujhe uska value mil raha hai nahi mil raha but if there is value i think even as indian customers and indian buyers there is an absolute willingness to pay So I think that remains that people have to say and and kind of a general belief that Indian companies, Indian enterprises will not pay is not correct. Yeah. If you are making a paracetamol, everybody is going to pay. But if you just making some time pass tablet, eventually they will not pay. So I think yeah. it's not that Indians don't pay. What you are making is it worth it or worth paying for it? Yeah. I think that was a very fundamental question which we were able to answer. totally and uh, and yeah totally and now i think the the like you know the ecosystem has completely changed i mean as compared to like you know back in 2009 10 11 or just just like you know even 5 or 6 years back i think now people are comfortable paying for like you know a lot of saas businesses right and like if you start a company you have to have like a crm you have to have like an hcm you have to like you know pay for a lot of different sales tools which will help you you have to pay for marketing tools so i'm sure like you know i think companies and people have become more much more comfortable and much yeah. more confident in terms of you know if you pour in money you will definitely get the roi and you will definitely get the value of you know what you're paying for later so yeah that's that's definitely uh, true now shifting gears to like you know moving thing today and i'm sure this year would have been very very difficult or very different for you since the since offices were closed and you know moving thing offers a product for transportation and which was you know shut down for the last few months so how did you like you know how did covid affect moving thing and you know what what is it that uh, you guys did to bounce back sure i think i i can't tell you that 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 how how difficult covid has been i i totally uh-huh. admit it and and i think i totally almost underestimated when it started that it's going to impact so so badly so shortly i think our core business was commuting people now i think a, a couple of things obviously which which uh, helped us is because we've got a lot of them as as very large uh, enterprises and and blue chip companies most of them are fortune companies which, which are across the globe so i think first is that i think our customers being being very sensitive and surely large companies and and very open to the well-being of their suppliers i think has been more than kind to us without a doubt so i think that for sure 
does help in, in times of uh, trouble. So I think that I'm greatly indebted to. But having said that, our core business has been fundamentally impacted. And I think right now, maybe as we're talking today, I do see a little bit signs of uh, little bit signs of recovery, given that infection is reducing. But seven months, surely we we had to kind of uh, uh, figure out. So I think what we did, Sunil, is sometimes as as they said, now that I think this is what entrepreneur or fundamentally entrepreneurial spirit is about. I think you need to figure out what you need to do in tough times. While it is COVID now, I'm sure in future, necessarily companies can face something else or the other. So we went, we did have to go back to our drawing board. We figured it out. Our fundamental business is, is very severely impacted and it will take a while. So I think we saw that what is it that companies kind of would look to do when COVID is over or once they are coming uh, out of COVID. I think that is where actually your first question, this is that problem statement, which we faced yeah. for ourselves. When when the first unlock happened, and I've never been like a home, work from home worker. So 3rd of June, when the first unlock 1.0 happened, I showed up at the office and along with, with my co-founder. And I think we had to go around these concept of measuring temperatures, recording who's t- coming to the office, uh, trying to make sure if, if, if anybody is infected, we know who, who all came to the office that day. We do had certain facilities in the office like cafeteria. Our, our staff wanted to know who, how many people should be coming to the office. So we figured it out that this whole kind of seamless sharing of information. And back then, even there was this concept of containment zone. People are coming from containment zone. Uh, government had put restrictions that if you have somebody older than 65 years or less than five years, you should not come to the office. So we figured it out that the way we were trying to solve the problem, which was very manual, uh, error-prone, etc., I'm sure other people would have been surely facing this problem. So I think we figured it out that while we have unlocked our office in June, maybe others will also start unlocking in maybe October, maybe sometimes later as their companies decide. And once they unlock, we figured it out that maybe they will not do what companies did before COVID, which is like everybody come to the office. We yeah. figured it out that as as not only as Indians, but across the world, people have kind of got warmed up to this concept of work from home. Surely there's an advantage that your commute time is reduced. You have more flexibility. So I think we figured it out that naturally people are going to look at a kind of a hybrid solution where some people will work from home, some will come to the office and they will rotate. Yeah. And I think we, because we had a fortune of being connected to so many large enterprises, we spoke to many CHROs, uh, CFOs, CEOs, etc. And we figured it out that mostly people want to look at moving to a hybrid model. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of led to the problem statement, given that our expertise in making high quality enterprise and complex solution like transport with, with optimization building, we figured it out that is what our forte was. And what started as an internal project, we, we we named it as Work in Sync. Not a very not not a great innovation because the company's name was Move in Sync. Sure. We figured it out that this whole concept of a hybrid workspace, which where people can come in a few days, people can work from home in a few days, and when they come to the office, they can basically uh, block their desk, block their parking, such that their ex- experience is entirely seamless. I think we really doubled down on this problem statement mm. as, as, as an entrepreneur. We figured it out that this is a problem statement, which, which is very, very closely related to the office entry. And while we were only taking care of the employee from home to the entry of the office, now can we extend this work in sync uh, offering from the entry of the office to also inside the office that is making sure that the desk is booked, the cafeteria is booked. So I think we kind of really invested on this building a new solution. 
and as as we see that as companies are unlocking and and especially banks we do see a good uh, good amount of uptake from this new solution as as uh, as both additional source of revenue and as well as growth so so i think as they as they kind of yeah. say uh, never let a good crisis go waste so i think that's that's yeah. that's surely something that's surely something which which uh, which we are exercising but but yeah i think it's it 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 had been a kind of we really had to go back 10 years back and and put back our uh, entrepreneurial hat and and look at things from the first principles got it so like talking about work in sync as a as a new product right so was it always in your plans like you know to build a product something like this or was it just covid that you know kind of give you the idea that we should why we should just stop at you know putting employees on to on to the company's gate and not go even we can also go beyond the gate you know into their offices and and you know help help make their life easier right no i think uh, sunil i would be i would be fooling if i knew that covid is going to happen or something i i think so surely i think it surely came as a, a surprise to us our our i think our business fundamentally forced us to 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 mm-hmm. think from from grounds up and we looked at where our expertise lies and and i think we obviously figured it out what is our what are our strengths and obviously what is something which is a big problem statement which would remain so i think we surely looked at both our strengths and the need of the market and kind of uh, looked at it during the covid got it got it so what's what do you think is you know upcoming for for work in sync because i see most of the companies like i see a lot of companies worldwide they're going completely remote whereas that might not be the case in india indian companies would mostly go like you know as a hybrid model as you as you mentioned right until this whole thing goes down so what what are your plans with you know taking like working sync doing the gtm of working sync in india and and do you plan to like you know taking this solution out of india as well at some point no sure i think so so you you are right i think the jury is still out on how the new normal of work is going to be but i think i would kind of place my bets that across the world not everybody will work 5 days from the office i think people surely have realized and have built confidence that a part of the workforce working from home is beneficial while as you said that as a, as not just the founder of workisync but as a ceo once in a while i would want my employees to come to the office so that i can talk to them i and especially for building the company culture i think it is important for employees to kind of socialize and be in the office have water cooler conversation so i think by default there will be a concept of employees coming and leaving let's say as a hotel right so you will kind of reserve and you will come on an average i think companies will have uh, 25 to let's say a 40% work from home is what my guess is so surely i think the the concept of hybrid workspaces are is there to stay by default as companies are opening up and and we do have a huge uh, list of companies who, who who are surely looking at return to office and um, many of them are already live and, and especially banks as i mentioned to you because banks uh-huh. are, the, are the first ones which are going live so we've seen a very 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 positive traction in the last uh, few weeks and a few months since we launched and i think what is very surprising and i'm very uh, excited about is that while the commute solution while we were outside of india and sri lanka and in south africa and we did have aspirations of expanding beyond that but unfortunately commute was not like the way we solved it the enterprise commute we couldn't uh, expand it globally so easily 
but i think in work in sync what we've seen is in the just in the last few weeks itself we've been having conversations across the globe not only in, in the us but europe philippines because pandemic unfortunately has affected everyone and because it has affected everyone and not everybody has such kind of solutions right i think yeah. the edge here is that because nobody knew of pandemic so the solutions related to pandemic problems couldn't have been developed before pandemic so, so i think that has surely really been very very i think has given us some advantage i would say to kind of pitch it to a global audience and we do seeing a kind of a very good traction people are trying to understand what you are doing in india how is it solving problem and and i think a patient hearing and and surely which will which will surely convert to a good customer traction that's really great i hope like you know this this particular product right working saying it i think it has it definitely has global exposure and you know global opportunity as as you mentioned and i think you're seeing those those ticks the right ticks as well so yeah quickly shifting gears to the lightning round which is the last section of of the show so i have like three questions for you dipesh and you know i want you to answer with whatever comes to your mind first right <laughs> so are you ready sure, i'll try yeah i've tried never done this before i've only seen it in the karan johar show but <laughs> so i don't know yeah. but let's let's go ahead yeah, yeah. so cool so what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started i think i give a i used to give a lot of weightage to this whole knowledge and iq part right now i see perseverance beats everything hands down mm-hmm. totally so yeah second one like what did your biggest professional failure teach you i think when we raised our first round of venture capital obviously it was in a few millions i had never raised such kind of money etc so i think we surely burnt out money way too faster than what we thought and i think our costs bloated up way too quickly so i think i think i just got into this from an entrepreneurial mindset i think i i i didn't focus on 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 the first principles i think i i just became too too excited by seeing huge amount of capital so i think that that's something which which surely an onto, as an entrepreneur i would see that it you always need to keep in in sight got it and then the last one dipesh like what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve uh open to feedback that's great so yeah thanks thanks a lot dipesh for coming and you know sharing all these insights with us on the show it's definitely you know great to know your journey and you know moving things journey and and the recent pivot it's not a i would i wouldn't call it a pivot let's say it's like an upgrade right to moving things yeah. where you are sure. just not you know leaving your employees at the gate but you know you are helping them move further from the gate into their you know work life as well making their work life easier and much much better yeah. so yeah thanks a lot and for taking time and sharing these insights and your story with us no pleasure being 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 on the talk show uh, sunil really appreciate it it was i i absolutely uh, enjoyed it and loved it thank you so much <laughs>